they were in Galatians 5, verse 16. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Um, so in this passage, when it talks about flesh, um, it's actually referring to our sinful nature. So not just literally our, our body, our physical body, but our fallen human nature, um, which we all have and we still carry around with us, um, even as Christians. So as Christians, we have a new nature, uh, which is the spirit, um, and it lives in us. And um, I think um, you can look at Romans 8 and Galatians 2.20 for um, some additional verses on that. But uh, this passage in Galatians 5 tells us that we have uh, these two natures, and it says that these are opposed to each other, in verse 17, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. Um, so these two natures are in conflict, and that is the struggle that every Christian has to engage in. Um, when we are saved, uh, we don't instantly become perfect. We're still sinners living in a sinful world, but we do have a new nature that we can choose to obey and follow. So uh, walk by the Spirit, um, in verse 16, it is, um, it's a directive, it's an exhortation. And Apostle Paul is not just saying, you know, don't sin, don't gratify the desires of the flesh. But he says, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Um, so there is something active we can do, and that is to walk by the Spirit. One illustration that has been helpful is to imagine that you're bound by two horses and they're going in opposite direction. One good horse, that's the Spirit, and one that's a bad horse, that's the sinful nature. And they're tugging you in trying to pull you in their direction. You know, what do you need to do? You need to feed the good horse and to starve the other. In other words, don't feed the sinful nature. Don't give in to those sins and keep doing them. And I think if we think about it, there's many ways we feed our sinful nature and make it grow. Yeah, so Galatians 6, 8 says, For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. So in this analogy, it's it's where, where do you sow? Right? Where do you uh, invest your time and energy and effort? So what this looks like, you know, the good horse would be God's word. You know, to spend time in God's word, to learn to delight in it. And through God's word, I think we often get convicted of the desires of the flesh that we're indulging in. And the work of the spirit is to not run away in shame or to get defensive, but to humbly accept that this is who we are. And that whole process is guided by the Holy Spirit. So when we're convicted by God's word and repent and say sorry to God, I think it's natural then to make commitments to feed the good horse and to obey God's commands that will lead to flourishing and to growing in our spiritual life and also steps to starve out the old horse or the bad horse, you know, the one. And so you might think of different things you allow to come into your heart and your mind or your eyes that you really need to starve out. Yeah, so I think um, there's a connection there with verse 18. If you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. And um, I think uh, that gives us a clue as to how we need to respond uh, to our sin, and it is to repent. Um, under the law, when we sin, uh, we're condemned. We are lawbreakers, um, and that's it. But um, you know, as Christians, we're no, long, no longer under the law. Jesus has set us free, and we're led by the Spirit so that when we sin, uh, we can respond uh, in repentance. Uh, we can receive grace. And uh, that and forgiveness, and that is actually um, how we get uh, the strength, the energy to uh, fight against our sins. So verse 19 uh, through 21 is the list of um, all of these sins. It's the works of the flesh. And um, it says that these uh, works of the flesh are evident. Um, and there are a bunch of things that um, are obvious, like sexual immorality to more everyday things like envy and jealousy. And um, it's just the fact that these are the works of the flesh. I mean, these are... In other words, things that come very naturally to us, to our sinful nature. We don't have to try. Um, and 
Uh, they, I think we can kind of group these up into different categories. There are the vices that are um, obviously bad, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, uh, drunkenness, orgies. And then there's a lot of things um, that are related to our relationships with people. So externally, um, enmity, strife, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions. And then uh, there's also some that are internal that people might not necessarily, that people might not necessarily see, uh, jealousy and envy. Uh, and then there's uh, a couple that are sort of spiritual, where we, we are worshiping or elevating things that are not God. Um, so that's idolatry and sorcery. I think the temptation is to think that some of these like, lists of sins are obviously bad, and some are not so bad, and others we just need to live with. So I think this is Satan's ploy in order to trip us up in our Christian life, to minimize sin and to just live with it. And so I think we need to be aware of this. You know, this list puts jealousy and envy on par with sexual immorality and drunkenness. And even things like idolatry, I think sometimes people just rattle off and say, oh, I have the idolatry of career or school and not feel bad about it, not see that it's a problem. So I think we need to see things and even our sins the same as God's system and that is an aspect of repentance um, verse 21 uh, where it says I warned you um, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God and then just a clarification here um, and it's I don't think he's saying that um, if we struggle with these sins then uh, we will not inherit the kingdom of God but um, in the commentary on that word do such things um, it refers to those who make a practice of doing such things in other words it's a pattern of life um, it's something that is habitual and, and uh, someone who's not uh, repenting over these things and so uh, their outward conduct indicates their inward spiritual status that they are not born of God do not have the Holy Spirit within and are not God's true children so he's warning them um, you know don't make a practice of doing these things but you need to really fight against them um, you need to crucify the flesh uh, with its passions and desires in verse 24. And then, of course, as we said, uh, when we struggle with these things, we need to respond with repentance. On crucifying the flesh uh, with its passions and desires, um, there's one other cross-reference, Colossians 3, uh, 2 and 5, which says, Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth, and put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. And then there's another list uh, that includes sexual immorality, impurity, idolatry. So, so that tells us um, what our attitude ought to be uh, towards these sins in our lives. So over time, as we walk by the Spirit and we deny our fleshly desires, starving out the bad horse and engage in allowing the Spirit to work in our lives, I think we do see the fruit of the Spirit coming true in our lives and taking steps to grow in love and joy and peace and all the fruits of the Spirit. And over time, it happens. Okay, so that's it. Have a good day, everyone. Bye.